And welcome back to a tall glass of podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, joined always by Jim, ever faithful, Semper Fidelis. What's up, Mike? Does that mean always faithful? The Semper Fidelis, Semper Fidelis, yes. does that mean always faithful? Yeah, yes. I am. I am good. You should have been a Marine. I should have been, uh, but... Uh, I, I don't know if I have the physical aptitude for it. Folks out there, we're talking about, we have a, a very special episode where we are talking about something that's on everybody's minds. Uh, and that is generations, different generations, different categories, of generations kind of become like a meme in the modern, in the modern mm-hmm. internet age, say, okay, boomer, or, oh, these damn millennials so on and so forth definitely a cultural touch point yeah it is and it's it it gets a lot of people riled up especially if it's your generation that's being targeted but uh you know we kind of want to clear the air on some of this stuff for you people out there and kind of give our own take and spin on the different generations and of course we're talking about like the big ones leading up to mm-hmm. our current generation yeah we're, we're going to cover kind of, just the the currently living generations so um, right starting with the greatest generation up to today we're not going to hit gen i think it's generation alpha since they're like children they don't really yeah. have a cultural but gen yeah. z will be the last one so yeah and i think it's important to keep in mind that uh you know we're not criticizing anybody i mean we are going to be criticizing people <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's, boomers. <laughs> we don't know, you know, we actually, me and Jim are part of the same generation, right, Jim? We're both millennials. Yes, we're both actually right. on the younger we're end of millennials, same. believe it or not. So, you know, we're going to be taking jabs at all of them as we go through. And mm-hmm. uh, it's important, too, to understand that these are societal constructs, generations. You know what I mean? Like, to set aside the greatest generation say this is the greatest generation they're just putting a number and a number like there's a lot of bleed over there's a lot of people who right. fall not squarely right. within these time periods that's about millions and millions of americans that fit into each one too so Ex- we're talking broad stroke broad <laughs> very strokes. broad strokes and yeah. uh you know take it with a, a, a grain of salt and uh i hope it's entertaining and i i learned a lot so I'm getting excited, but we're going to start out with Jim, who's going to, going to talk about the older generations on this list. Jim, take yeah. it away. Yeah, like I said, so we'll start with the greatest generation, which, uh, you know, most of them at this point have, have passed on. Um, the youngest people in the greatest generation are about 100 years old if they're still living today. Um, and they got their name because they were the generation that was of adult age um, during World War II. And, uh, you know, most of them were drafted into, you know, the largest war in the history of the world and uh, really, you know, put the U.S. on the, you know, the U.S. was a superpower going into World War II after World War I, but coming out of World War II and, and having joined fairly late to the party and won in both theaters and, you know, um, having having deployed a nuclear bomb in one of those theaters, the U.S. had basically emerged as the undisputed, clear, you know, superpower of superpowers in the world. Um, so the greatest generation gets a lot of praise, even though most of them weren't in, like, government leadership positions. They were too young for that, but they were the ones that did, like, the fighting and stuff of uh, of that time period. So... Um, they, were, they were heroes. They were, yeah. Um you know, a very popular um, time for the military, obviously, in American society coming out of World War II. And a lot of them ended up, you know, going after the war. You know, they were gone for years. And, you know, it wasn't like today where they would deploy for six months, come home for a year. No, I mean, they, they left and either died on the battlefields or were gone and came back multiple years later as, uh, you know, battle war hardened men. And, uh, I mean, obviously the women too, you got like 
the, the mobilization that occurred at home and the women stepping up like the Rosie the Riveter stuff. I mean, it was just right. an incredible rallying of like American ingenuity and power and culture. Um, so, and a lot of them ended up going on and, and starting you know, major companies, fortune 500 companies that still exist today. And they just, in general, I mean, they benefited from a post-World War II um, world where the American, you know, brand was at its absolute height. Um, I have a question. I have a question for you. Can you yeah. explain that? Can you explain that economic boom? As far, I, I'm not sure where that came from. Like, why is it that after the war, which the war cost a ton of money. Why is yeah. it that directly after the war, we had so much economic prosper? Where does that come I think from? a lot of it has to do with the, the task of like rebuilding Europe and um, the amount of, of money that can be made. Um, even if, if you're, if you're running debt as part of your like war footing, the industrial, first of all, the way we were industrialized and keep the economy going while we had so many of our like working age men overseas. Um, and then gotcha. two, we just emerged. It's all relative, right? Like, we emerged significantly better off than because there was no fighting on American soil. We didn't have entire cities destroyed, things sure, like that. Sure, so they were sure. coming to us for the industrial base to rebuild everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know? makes sense. Makes sense. So, yeah, and I mean, just just subjugating Japan. Japan's always been an economic superpower, even you know. So we and we basically, I mean, even till today, we have you know, troops stationed over there. So we, we really were able to reap some of their economic um, resources too after that sure. war. So, um, so yeah, I, I won't cover them a whole ton. I mean, you know, like, I don't even know if I've ever actually met, I think I met like a couple people in my entire life that were part of the greatest generation. Um, Cause our grandparents were not actually, they were, they no. were part of the next generation. So right. right. Um, yeah, we won't spend too much time on them. I think most people like are pretty aware of, of the greatest yeah, generation. I think so. it's important to know that that generation, the, the baby boomer generation, uh, greatest fought, generation, fought the greatest. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. The greatest generation fought hard, worked hard, and made made this country. I don't want made this country a very comfortable place mm -hmm. going forward for yeah. the next generation and especially the generation that they raised which the generation that they raised technically is kind of the boomer generation but we're not going to talk about them yet we're going to talk yeah, well, about the next generation after correct. the after the but keep in mind that the generation jim is talking about raised the boomer generation in an in, an, in a time and era of great economic prosper Correct. Yeah, yeah. So the next generation after um, the, the greatest generation would be, they're actually called the silent generation. Um, so they would have been... Love that name. That's like anywhere from like late 70s to um, late 90-year-old right now um, in 2023. So um, they were children, like young children during the Great Depression. And then they were you know, children into middle school, high school age during, I mean, it's a 20 year range, but you know, if we're just categorizing right. broadly during world war two, so they didn't necessarily fight, but they had a lot of relatives, friends, family, neighbors, community members, you know, that they knew that were only a handful of years older than them going off and fighting in world war two. Um, interestingly, I never really knew why they were called the silent generation, other than the fact that, you know, they're, they're characterized by being a very quiet and like stoic generation. Right. But I was reading that a lot of that is attributed to mimes after, oh. what'd you say? Mimes. <laughs> no, after, mimes this is yeah. interesting. After world war two, you know, you had like the red scare and like the rise of communism sure. Um, sure. worldwide. And, you know, you've heard of like McCarthyism, the, the, oh. the congressman who like was on a witch hunt to identify. We should do a podcast on him. He's fucking yeah. fascinating. It's fucking wild. Fascinating. He is. So apparently a lot of silent generation, you know, had slightly different views, like every generation does on the generation before them when it came to like economic policies, but they were so afraid from being labeled as like 
commie bastards that they were very quiet about it they weren't open mm. about their views on like maybe a little bit less um you know free market capitalism like the, the mm. greatest generation was very much bought into and things like that but you know back then the slightest inkling of like a more liberal view of like economics policy could have been easily branded as you know you're you're a communist so right. i thought that was interesting i did not know that was kind of the the whole theory behind why they're they're a relatively more quiet stoic um generation now red scare which the red scare was brought on which is interesting enough because joe mccarthy would have been considered the congress people in charge at the time of the red scare would have been the greatest generation wouldn't wouldn't he be in i'd the have to look generation? it up he might have been older than them he might have oh, been like okay the gotcha. generation prior okay um, okay okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but um, you know, uh, most people, most millennials, your grandparents are the, are the silent generation. So, okay. um, you know, our grandparents, pops, um, yeah, silent generation. That guy was pretty. Grew silent. up in a in a time, you know, I mean, they a lot of them ended up fighting in Korea and Vietnam, so they they had their own you know battles that they had to had to endure as part of right. you know a draft and getting forced into military service in a very, you know, active conflict. Um, and they're the type, they were the generation that they raised a lot of children that, you know, you, and I, I would imagine the greatest generation is similar in this regard, but the way they would raise a child is, you know, children are kind of meant to be seen, not heard. And, mm. you know, the most important thing is the utmost respect for your parents regardless like you cannot like them but you will respect them very just like traditional stoic values but they were fiercely fiercely loyal to their children more even than in a lot of cases than their grandchildren and i know we experienced that like not in a bad way but you no, know for sure i think grandparents today are more likely to like cling to grandchildren not so much with that generation they yeah. would back their own children over their grandchildren Right. And I'm speaking anecdotally, but I think that that's also a general theme for that generation. No, I've definitely seen that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's so. very interesting, the, the dynamic. And it's very interesting on when we talk about these generations to understand that as each generation passes, even though we're talking about the silent generation, you have to understand who's who's also the elder statesman of that generation. So though the silent generation is coming to age, who are the people in charge? Who are the people who are running yeah, the show? And what, and what events occurred and what shaped their You're formative right. years and their views right. on things? And you mentioned war, and that's important, too, because a lot of people believe that like World War II was a very binary war where we knew there was a bad guy and there was a good guy. There was a good guy and there was a bad guy. And I think ever since then... Um, it's not, it has not been clear cut. It's not yeah. been clear cut and people and, and, and they weren't wars of necessity. And, and, and the public's reaction to those wars after World War II have shaped generations yes. going forward. And it's funny enough that you mentioned Korea because, uh, well, we'll get to that, but uh, anything more to say about the, 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 the old silent generation? No, there's not a whole ton you could find on them kind of by nature of the fact that they were, they're wedged between two of the most famous generations, boomers and, uh, you know, the <laughs> yeah. greatest generation. Yeah, and, yeah um, for sure. That's so, how I got with, when I was talking about generation X, that's the same thing. It's yes. they're wedged between boomers and millennials and nobody talks about them. So there's nobody. not a ton out there on them. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's about we, it on the, on the silent generation. Um, you know, just very, I, I would just say stoic, very stoic people. Um, very stoic, but, hard, but, but it sounds like also kind of observers that kind of yes. kept to themselves, put their nose to the grindstone, but also kind of said, okay, what's going on? It's interesting you brought up that red scare because that's- They're very small, that is sorry to interrupt. They're a very small yeah. generation demographically uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. a lot of them were born like during the Great Depression and World War II- not a lot of people were, you know, shacking right. up and getting married right. during those two times. Right. So right. demographically, a very small representative population compared to the boomers of, you know, the next generation. 
So. Okay. Jimmy, you led great, great into this next subject, and that's the boomers. What everybody at home's been waiting for for us to talk about the boomers. <laughs> everybody wants to shit on the boomers, but let me tell you something. I've done some research on the boomers. I've learned a lot, and my eyes have been opened. And Jim, <laughs> I'd like you to put yourself into a position of a boomer. Your parents, you're born between the years of 1946 and 1964. Okay, you with me? American dynamism. Your parents are some of the greatest people who have ever lived. That's what you're being told. They went and they fought the good fight and they destroyed Nazis, which yep. are the greatest villains that have ever existed in human history, ever. And then Everybody, came home and started Fortune 500 companies. Jim just, yep. just tore it up. The economy went to the, to the, to the ceiling. The cost yep. of living... Uh, the cost, the wages were as high as they've ever been compared to what to what things cost these days. Uh, tech went way up for for its time. Uh, medicine yep. went way up. Everything went way up. They they completely controlled the culture and they made it their own. And that's what your parents did. You were born into a complete lap of luxury. Have you ever seen celebrities' children? They're usually terrible people. Like <laughs> have you ever have you ever have you ever watched Will Smith's children? They're awful. They're just, they're I've heard that about Obama's kids. They're fucking Obama's awful. Wait a minute. What and that's that? not a dig just at him. I'm yeah. sure Trump's no, kids are awful. Let's too. talk about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Celebrities' children are terrible human beings, but we don't, we don't shit on them. I mean, we, yeah, we do. don't really we blame them, you know? Yeah. We don't blame them because we're like, what would I have done differently? I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same exact thing. I would have. Well, I think. Done. I would have knocked up a stripper, Hunter Biden. I would have done the same exact thing. I think These... to, uh, to to encapsulate what you're saying is is this this concept I recently heard about on some of the podcasts I listened to. But like, it was the quintessential America as like the unipolar. It was a unipolar world. Like America dominated in every sense, culturally, it, economically, yes. technologically militarily and it yep. was just like we can't lose we just you know now, it's like so you're, we're we, the, the, we have we have rigged the game we are going right. to win no matter what and this and is fucking awesome your child being born into that and that monolithic government figure as far as you're concerned is your parents those are your parents that have done yeah. the greatest and they've created the greatest country that you've ever lived in and what's interesting about the boomer generation is even though you feel like you're living at the height of the American empire, there is a fear too, because we have just surpassed the nuclear age. And I don't think mutually affirmed destruction was kind of at its point yet where we, where we knew that if Russia or if China or if whoever has developed nuclear power, a lot of those countries didn't have it yet. It was, it was, I think it was just us in Russia at the time that we were afraid. Yeah. Of nuclear Russia power. wasn't far behind us. And then it was a while but, before anyone else there, got it but, as far as I know. So we, they, the, the, the boomer generation grows up with America being on top, but also knowing that imagine knowing that there are, there's technology out there that can destroy your whole country in mm -hmm. a matter of days if it wanted to right? right so there is that fear there as well you know people talk about how boomers were only interested in themselves how boomers didn't look to the future didn't look to the future generations from where i'm sitting i can't mentally fathom what it would be like to witness what a nuclear bomb does and then saying holy shit that could be my country like right. for them not to think of the future is in some ways understandable for them not to think of the next generation, I guess, could be somewhat uh, understandable. They were definitely comfortable. And we also have the advent of television, which plays a huge part in the boomer generation. Yeah. It's shaped. Uh, it, yeah, exactly. You know, we have, we have, uh, we have media manipulation our be the beginnings of media manipulation. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if you look up on YouTube right now, you can find uh, going back to the to the to nuclear. Uh, you could find drills where 
you know, they would tell you go and hide underneath your desk and stuff like that. Yep. We not not do shit, but uh, it was a. Uh, it's definitely it's it's a mind fuck for 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 a lack of a better word to to put yourself into the mindset of a boomer growing up as a child during that generation. Um, so they're also the generation that experienced a large culture shift. When we talk about television, we talk about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That yeah, was man. that was the boomers' generation, man. That was fucking the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. Mm. Um, and, and interestingly enough, these people are watching. And I, I draw this comparison, but these boomers are watching these rock and roll stars on television, and I I feel like for their whole the beginnings of their lives, their, their parents are their gods. I think like most kids, like your parents are the highest authority, right? I and mean, I guess if you're religious, you, you believe in a God, but um, then you watch these, then this is the first time this is, this is being witnessed, but you're watching these rock and roll stars on television and you see them command an audience and you're, and you look at the power they have. And now you're equating that with like a parental figure. Now, that guy up on the stage is a degenerate. Like none of those guys were <laughs> not good people. Like rock and roll stars aren't, they're kids. They're just like you. You're watching them at home. They're the same age. They've had the same life experience for the most part as you. They're not smart. They're not accomplished or anything like that. But that's not how you're viewing them. Right. And that kind of, that kind of messes you up. I think right. what that led to is a lot of breaking away from conventional social norms. You're seeing an increase in casual sex. You're seeing an increase in partying, using illicit drugs, all that stuff with the, with the boomer generation. I feel like part of that too might be the boomers looking towards their parents and saying like, they were, they were you know, their parents, the, the greatest generation, going back Jim's first, they were on such a high pedestal. Like they could do no wrong. They've done such great things that it was kind of hard to attain that and to be that so it's a way for them to break away from the norm yeah um well and, here's an interesting uh, point um with boomers so they've they've there's never been a generation that dominated the population as a percentage of the population in american history like boomers did i mean that's why it's called the baby boomers like there was right. just so much so many kids being born post-World War II and into an amazing world. Um, right. And the theory is once they became of adult voting age, policies were very much so catered toward them because they were made up such a huge chunk sure, of the voting base. Sure. So they... They have lived in a world, on top of everything you said, they've also lived in a world where their needs have been prioritized because people wanted to win elections. Um, right. So, you know, it just continues, it continues to add to you understand why boomers are the way they are. I mean, they well, their and, entire and to, life, they have been the focus of policy um, for in a good right. way, they have been benefactors of being born into an incredible, you know, unipolar moment in the world where America was the dominant superpower of superpowers in every measurable aspect. Um, you have to kind of sit there and think, and then, and then the only one major adversary that, you know, existed, we, we destroyed and you know over the course of the cold war and broke up the soviet union so it's got to right. be just we can't lose um yeah. you know we are indestructible as long as we stick to our values um even though yes you're right they they did become more lax on a lot of things i still think they retained a lot of you know um at least in rhetoric maybe not in action um a lot of their more traditional values that they were raised on because they felt like that's how the country stays at the top of the you know pedestal so they, they and you're right they still had they still had their parents duality like boom uh boomers still believed that there was good and evil 
Now, it might have changed from what their parents thought, but they still thought that you either fit into one or two sides of that binary. Yes. Um, you know, the quick pros and cons I'll do before I move on to next generation. They, there was yeah. definitely a cognitive decline with the boomers. Um, they had a, a huge drop. What do you mean by savings. that? The cognitive decline. So their IQs were measured and their IQs seemed to be a lot less than the generation above them. Interesting. Um, Didn't yeah. know that. I'm not sure what it was attributed to. I'm sure they, I, I didn't research that. Get, get that far <laughs> could have been, it could have been, sure. Um, no, just kidding. Well, but. no, I, actually I did research that a little bit. Some of it has to do with fast food. So we talk about that, but that diet was, that was the advent of like. Shitty diet. The obese, the obese American. Cause that was the advent yeah. of fast food was during the boomer generation. Yeah. Um, um, it also says, I think I wrote down multiple marriages. I guess that has something to do with cognitive decline, having multiple marriages. But don't <laughs> don't don't check me on that, guys. Listen, I'm not trying to insult anybody. Just just look that up yourself. They had no savings. Again, uh, that could be due to the the boomers did not. You talked about shaping policy. A lot of that has to do with the fact that boomers did not set themselves up financially. Did not save money where they should have. Did not put money away where they should have. Again, this is the generation that grew up after knowing that nuclear Armageddon was a possibility. Mm. Okay. Which is um, interesting because it was cheap for them to buy houses and it was cheap for sure. them to get higher education. So you would think Absolutely. that it'd be easier to, to save money. money away. They spent it, spent it, spent it, spent it. Um, casual sex, which I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a Puritan, but uh, that led to a lot of um, uh, multiple divorces. Uh, the rise of divorces and the definition of love changed between those two generations, between the greatest generation and between the generation, uh, the boomer generation. Um, it, the study shown that when they asked them what love is, they had completely different definitions mm. and uh, it didn't always end up being with it, being involved with like uh, what a family was and stuff like that. Um, a lot of partying um, and uh I, I mentioned fast food already, but uh, there are some. Pros. I've noticed, Go I've ahead. noticed, boomers are extremely decisive, even in in areas that aren't clear cut black and white. And I see that the most in like any kind of like political discussion. I think that's where sure. boomers get their bad rep from. They don't approach political discussions like conflicting viewpoints they approach them as right. there is a clear factual right and a factual wrong yeah i think and that, that drives me parents. it drives me up a fucking wall yeah. uh, trying to have a uh constructive conversation with boomers because they don't sure. look at it as like you have no. your opinion on how the world works and i have mine it's like i'm telling them that the sky's orange and they're like no, it's clearly blue. Yeah, like they see gonna, things in such black and white, binary. good and bad. Um, I'm going to blame that on their parents because I think they came from a, they're, they were raised by people who fought the great war, that there was a good right. guy and a bad guy. That was it. And yeah. that's all there was. And you see, you see a lot of that as far as, and they've done studies and they said anything that the Nazi party, so the parents of the, the boomer generation, anything that the Nazi party was for, they were against, no matter what it was, even like populism. That's yeah, why right. you have like the, that's why you have like the flower generation, the hippie generation, right? The anti-government generation, because populism was bad. Well, was populism really bad or was populism bad because the Nazis, and again, I, listen, I shouldn't have to say this. I'm not for the Nazis. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got. I don't like the Nazis. Like, let me just. Well, the uniforms are crisp. They are crisp. Um, but there are some pros, and part of that pros I find with the with the boomer generation, they they that was where the fundamental mistrust in government started. I feel is with the boomers. Mm. We're talking about Vietnam. I like that. We're talking about the assassination yeah. of JFK, where you start yes. looking at these incidents and you say. Uh, what's going on here? You have to think like your generation that you just talked about, the greatest generation, they were all fighting in wars. There had to be times where the greatest generation was in some fucking field in Belarus and was like, what, what are we doing here? We just burned uh, a barn down. Like what? There had to be atrocities on both sides is what I'm saying, right? 
but they never questioned it and they never brought that home with them and they never came back and said you know we did some we did some fucked up shit over there and i have questions no they said war is hell and this is what we had to do for the greater good whereas i believe the boomer generation said well did we why are we even yeah. why are we doing this to begin with why right. are we invading vietnam and, and and it's a stark contrast between so if you think of korea and vietnam the the conflicts are very similar we, they were both with southern allies right that we had within that area that we wanted to prevent the spread of communism encroaching on our southern allies we had a south korea we had a south vietnam the greatest generation who or the silent generation who fought in the korean conflict are viewed so much more favor favorably than the vietnam generation who had to fight yeah. in vietnam even though it was a very similar war and by the way, the Korean War was never technically won. In fact, it was never declared to be over. Mm-hmm. So explain that to me. Explain why the, the Vietnam War drew so much ire. And I think it was because the generation who was watching it had questioned the government. And that is a pro to me. I think we should always be questioning, questioning the government. It is also the birth of social liberalism. Like people want to shit on boomers and say like they're the worst and they're so racist and stuff. But all the all the... I think there was a statistic that said during the while the boomers were growing up, one out of every three states in the United States still had segregation laws on the book. And within mm. that generation, they changed that completely. Yeah. Now none of them are. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. Um, I think that's what maybe frustrates them so much, right? Is like they feel they like knew they what the they work. they knew the world they grew up in, and they see how much like progress has been made on that front yet at the same time they're still being considered like prejudice you know piece of shit. yeah yeah and yeah yeah they're not man they they're the ones who started it and stood behind it and they were decolonizers that's the last pro they were big time anti-interventionists free love free peace they might have done a little too much drugs in the interim but that's what they did i won't hold that against them so I'm not going to my uh, critiques of, right? of the boomers. Of yeah. the boomer generation. I think, I think yours is more of a fiscal, fiscal. Uh, yeah. I, I, for me, that, yeah. for me, if I'm being, if I'm being honest about my biggest critique is I don't see across the generation much inspirational leaders, whether that's in corporate government yeah. Like the generation of boomers, they don't have figures that I look at and I'm just like, damn, like, you know, they don't have that like great man that like, you know, the Dwight Eisenhower or the the FDR, you know, that's just like someone who can just like wade through the sea of ambiguity and and absolute bullshit and deliver. Um, they don't, right. they haven't, and that's not fair to blame a generation because they don't have like that once in a generation person, but right. that's kind of the point. Like they don't have that equivalent, like what lo- love Elon Musk or hate him, you know, he is a, he is a, you know, uh, he is a visionary that is doing things that are beyond, like, I can't really point to someone Shit. in the boomer so, generation yeah. that. I'm like inspired by. And I'm so glad you brought him up. Cause do you know what generation Elon Musk is part of? He's X. Generation X. Let's yeah. get into it. Let's get into it. it. And I'm glad you brought up visionaries because that's huge. So the boomers were born into a, into a, a softer lifestyle. That's what they grew up in provided by the greatest generation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have the boomers and what happens with the boomers is the boomers, they start working more divorce rates, start growing. They have children. They have a lot of children, uh, not as many as the boomers did, but they do have children and their children are born into households where either both parents work or the parents are separated. Yeah. And that is generation X, 1965 to 1980. This generation is known as the latchkey generation. You know why it's known as the latchkey generation, Jim? No, don't know. 
because the parents would leave their kids a key, a latch key to get into the house because they were not home. Mm-hmm. They were not home. Elon Musk was one of those kids. I actually, I don't know if you had both his parents or what was going on in that situation, but these kids had to let themselves well, he into was their born, house. He was born outside of the U.S. South Africa. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a generation that uh, through the, through the uh, well, I guess they were raised more by the silent generation. I'd say mostly like and the boomers. boomers. Yeah, older yeah. boomers, younger silent generation. Um, not a lot is about this generation. Again, this is this is similar to the silent generation is that they kind of it was kind of low key. They're seen as very a, a big critique I've heard of them is they just don't have like a cultural rallying point. Like boomers certainly do. Millennials yes. certainly do. Gen X yes. doesn't really have like they're much more just kind of existing um and right. that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's it's just is what it is they're yeah. also known as the uh, cynical generation this is the generation that uh you know didn't have such a positive view on the world but again um they might not not have had that family structure that previous generations had this was the mtv generation this is when like rebellious punk and grudge and stuff like that, as far as the media. Like 90s rock or 90s rap and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Like just, and this was, and again, this is the last key generation. You have to understand, this was a huge population, a generation of kids that were staying at home without supervision before daycare centers really populated, really came in. Yeah. Like now we don't have latchkey, even though more parents are working, like every, every you know, most couples that both people work. Right. There's there, now we have a system. In There's options that. to yes, yes. Didn't have that. This was so new back in 1965 to 1980 that this was not an option. And with no daycare, and the I 70s think, were the 70s were a rough gener- decade for especially yes. like if you're growing up as a child. It, it's a lot of similarities to like what we're going through now, like these weird highs and lows of the economy. You know record inflation major issues abroad that were like somewhat a part of somewhat not you know just things that can kind of really turn you off to this idea of like american dynamism and they talk about how in that generation that generation was more focused on adults and less focused on children Hmm. what i find interesting too is i i've seen a lot of comparisons to lord of the flies for these kids of this generation, growing up in this generation, where it was kind of like they, these kids clung to their adolescent cohorts more than they did their parents. Mm. You know, they come into a neighborhood and their neighbors and the kids, because they, they also didn't have their parents there. They were just kids running amok. Um, and this, in today's age, that's like anywhere from like early 40s to like mid 50s, right? would be this group correct i would say at this point jesus man we're getting we're getting up there at this point it's probably 60s to no 65 no. boomers boomers 65. boomers are six yes 65 would put you at um 40 yeah like, well no put you at like 40 plus 50. 20 that's 60 dude if you put you at i 50. guess we're not 60 yeah we're at 58 i'm sorry jim yeah. I said 60. It was actually 58. I can't believe I made such an egregious error. <laughs> I apologize. You said 60s. Yeah. yeah. So let's say 50s. Let's say mid 50s to. It's like mid 40s to mid 50s. Yes. yes. Mid 40s to mid 50s. Perfect. Um, these people were, uh, you know, as they grew up, you see a lot of artistic innovation, though, too. Um, and I don't know if that's them viewing television or if that's, that's them being by themselves and just letting their minds wander. Um, there's an individuality to this generation. Mm. Um, uh, because again, they might've been left alone a lot. So there's kind of a, uh, a self-determination yeah. almost. You also see a large rise in entrepreneurial mm. attitude in this generation. You're Elon Musk, I know that. you're Jeff Bezos. Um, and obviously, you know, other, a lot other of like, a lot of like tech CEOs are that are absolutely well. And again, this is, yeah. I mean, the beginning of tech probably goes back to the boomer, but this is where tech really took off and you could yeah, see right. things growing by leaps and bounds. Um, 
I will say that there's not a ton of cons because they kind of keep quiet, but I think that one of the cons I think about the, the Generation X is that this was the generation that saw a huge, a huge jump in um, people being enrolled in higher education of that generation. People being um, what? Enrolled in higher education. Yes. In that generation. You see a large group, right? Yes. And the Generation X pushed very hard education onto their children. They pushed education over career. Yes. Onto their children. Not not career focused education, which we've talked about that in a previous episode that we did mm -hmm. when we talked we about college debt. There was a huge push. So again, as guilty to me as the boomers of not looking towards the future and saying, wait a minute, is this sustainable? Or wait a minute, or just not not looking around you and saying, what's going on? Um, you cannot push education without pushing career. It just doesn't yeah. work. We know that now. Um, they grew then, up in a world where education was affordable and was it was affordable that and held did to that next. It was like correct. basically guaranteed. You got a degree, you well you're going to be propelled to that next class. But again, that's um, when that, that's back when degrees were limited, and there was these correct. degrees were are exactly attributed to well-paid jobs. So I don't blame right. them completely, but again, it's hard to see a lot of these generations past the generations you spoke of. Once we get past the, once we get past the greatest generation, I feel like nobody nobody thinks of the bigger picture. You're just focused on what's in front of you. These generations are just focused on what's in front of them. And they're not looking at like trends in the population and stuff like that. Well, I don't think it, I, I don't think it helps that like the world is changing at a faster and faster rate, right? So it's totally. so much harder to predict what five years is going to be from now, you know, yeah. than what used to take 20 years of innovation with technology maybe only takes five years now, that same gap in growth. So yeah, and not a whole ton of thoughts on, on Gen X. Um, I generally find them pretty agreeable, um, pretty open-minded on a lot of things, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I do think they are lacking that, like, cultural rallying point for their generation, which is interesting. Um, you know, they're more... I don't know. Maybe that's radar. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing. Probably. At the end of the day. It could be. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're thinking more of the community than as, as individuals or yeah. in their, their eclectic group. Yeah. Now, Jim, let's talk about the best generation, which is the millennial generation. <laughs> I mean, let's let's get it out of the way, dude. Well, let's let's yeah. let's dispense of the very first rumor about millennials. What's that? Millennials aren't twenty year in like it's not all twenty year olds are millennials. Millennials are an age like any generation; they're an aging generation. So right. there's a tendency now to be like. Uh, these damn millennials you're talking like kids you know fresh out of college and <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. they're they're not even close actually to being 1981 to 1996 yeah so like i was born in 93 just turned 30 i am toward the younger end by a good margin of the millennial population and some of the oldest millennials are in their early 40s now um which is crazy to think i mean that those are grown you know adults with kids and you know grown kids in a lot of instances you know kids that right. are approaching high school age right so um yeah let's get into let's get into millennials go for it uh you know uh millennials are us and uh you know um what can i say about millennials again technology was a huge thing i mean we're talking technology really took off with generation x but social media really took off under the millennials uh, which completely changed the obviously the social I think it was landscape. just the internet too yeah i mean I think, social I media was we were older yeah, we had, by the time that came well around. we had aol remember aol instant chat that was like True. yeah that was great school dude like being able to dude, talk spend hours to, of course you did of course you did macking on some yeah 
so the, with four different chat windows girl. open with four yeah, different girls right. like so back then with all four yeah <laughs> this is in grade school so think about yeah, that dude. unmonitored communication with people of, of yeah. the opposite sex whatever it might be mm-hmm. and unfortunately fucking strangers and perverts and everything else like that yeah. came with it that was huge as you're talking about the millennial as far as technology um as far as like i mean growing up we had we had 9-11 obviously that was a that was a cultural uh um, what do you want to call that that was like a cornerstone i mean in in terms of in terms of um shaping events in formative years I will say millennials have gotten like a super like shit end of the stick. That being said, the part that makes me the most annoyed about our generation is instead of taking these like very unfortunate crappy situations and like channeling them into being like, I'm not going to be a victim of my circumstances and I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, capitalize and I'm going to um, make the most out of my potential. Instead, there's just a lot of victimhood and blaming that goes on sure. in our generation. It really, sure. and there's no denying, like we've, we've been dealt, whether it's, you know, 9-11, the wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, um, and then the financial crisis. There's a lot of millennials were finishing high school and college and trying to enter the the job market. Like there's no denying those things, but every generation has, you know, trials and tribulations and you can't just like throw your hands up and say like, what else am I supposed to do? You know, like I'm a victim of the moment. Like, no, that's not, that's never, you know, I talked earlier how like boomers are really like decisive and it annoys me when they're decisive on things that are like not black and white, the opposite annoyance with uh, millennials. It's like very indecisive, very like, well, I don't know, man. That's just your opinion. Yes. It's like sometimes you just got to act. Very stop fence, being so fence like, sitting, fence sitting. Yes. people. Correct. Yes. I mean, you're gonna have, yeah. So I think part of that is I think the boomers who who. Uh, well, I guess generate the, the, the Generation X raised them, maybe younger age of the well, boomers. It's a mix of boomers and, and Generation X. Yeah, I think a lot of them, though, the boomers are binary. I think a lot of them were very accepting of 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 different opinions and stuff like that. And that's good to be accepting of different opinions, but it's okay to take a hard line, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay to take a stance. To have an opinion. Uh, Yeah. Correct. Now we grew up, we're millennials, so we can speak to this. Like we grew up, college was a huge thing. Education was a huge thing. You were bound Mm -hmm. for it no matter what. You had to take higher education. Again, not so much maybe career oriented, just like Generation X, it was more, get your education, get your certificate. I heard from many adults, hey, as long as you get that bachelor's degree, you're going to be taken care of. It's going to be a gravy train. Yeah. Gravy train all day long, hundred six digit figures, money making, all that stuff. Um, obviously, we, we, we know the results of that. But um, yeah, so it's different when you live through it, though, too, because you can't really... I think one thing that we are so fortunate as millennials, we're the last generation to experience a childhood that was not online. Yeah, sure. For sure. I'm so thankful for that. I mean, you know, we did, we did social media. I remember hearing about Facebook for the first time as a freshman in high school. That's still pretty young. Yeah. That's not that young. And AIM is not the same as, you know, social media where you're posting things and you're filtering things and videos and like, you know, um, you know, I didn't have a smartphone. So like my only access to a, to the internet was like at home at the end of a day, you know, not like constant. Um, yeah, but you're talking about your buddy knocking on your screen door. Yes, man. Early in the morning, you jump out, your parents don't even say bye, by the way, they're cooking breakfast. Um, you quickly shove that last piece of toast, you know, in your mouth. Toaster strudel, yeah. Toaster strudel, it's still cold in the middle. You grab your bike out of the garage. You ride your bike out. The sun's still 
still coming up. You're gone for the whole day. Yep. Gone for the whole, maybe you come back for a disgusting bologna sandwich <laughs> and some water, some water from a hundred foot black hose attached to the front of your house. <laughs> yeah. That's been cooking and, in the sun all day. The water's so goddamn hot. Like it's too hot for coffee. Like it would be too hot to brew. The water coming out of that black hose was too hot to brew tea, but you would drink it and you would get back on your bike, rollerblades, and you would go back to find that plywood ramp that you built at the end of the street yeah. that no, no kid should be jumping off. And you're worried your heavy set friend is going to fucking just completely destroy it. And then you're, you know, <laughs> you'll have to start over again. Uh, you climb a fucking tree um you know you had tall tales of the neighbor who you know don't leave your bike in that neighbor's yard he'll fucking take it he'll fucking take the bike and throw mm-hmm. in the garbage or scrap it or whatever um your parents we were care. the last like- we were also the last generation and, and this is proven like in 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 the data of it's crazy but generations after us generally engage in less risky behavior, sure. which, you know, initially you think that's like a good thing. Right. But that, that also is like a correlator to like just living less, like living your life less. Like they're, sure. they're known to be like our generation drank underage more than like generation Z. Our oh, generation absolutely. had like, you know, absolutely. uh, had premarital, like, uh, you know, young adult like, sex more, sure, 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 um, sure drugs like and those like on their face are like not necessarily good things but it's indicative of like just less like risk-taking but we're also we're way less likely to have like major mental health problems um right but i think that's inherent in being a human being i think we take risk i think that's what being a human is yeah um it's i thought i thought it was fundamental but we see like you said a decline in that significantly Um, right Saying, uh, and I still do say, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, of, you know, guilty of like, oh, like the generation after us, like, man, they don't do those things. They don't go outside and run around and play. Like in my neighborhood, I see kids all the time. But I think the difference is now, those parents probably have to like, make it a point to tell the kids to go out and play because there are other things that they could be doing inside Correct. that they might be more drawn to. Correct. We didn't have that. I mean, you just no. like video games, sure, like you know, TV. Yeah. Sure. I just, it yeah. wasn't as addictive as like what kids are probably dealing with now. Um, yeah, we were told not to, I mean, that was a big part of it too. Like, and I guess you like, to your point, they're told not to, but I mean, we just knew yeah. like, if it was nice outside, we weren't inside. I mean, that would right. have been, that would have been weird. You know what I mean? Like you would have sat yeah. down on the couch to watch TV and if the sun was out, it, it felt strange. Right. You know what I mean? And things weren't like on demand. Like it just wasn't, you know, now kids could like pull up any TV show they want at any time. It's just a different. Well, and two, they can world. talk to their they can talk to their friends by sitting on. Yeah, the we couch. couldn't do that. Sitting on, right. do that. You want to talk to your buddy? You got to go down the street and Find knock him. on his door before his parents are up, and they're pissed because you were knocking yeah. on the door before the sun came <laughs> up. So let's. Yeah. That's yeah, the let's, millennials. Let's, let's, let's wrap let's it up move. with Gen Z. Let's wrap it up with the Gen Z, the Zoomers. Jim, I know nothing about these kids these days. You're kind of younger than me. Yeah. You live in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, I think. So my understanding is Zoomers are actually much, um, uh, much better financially off than millennials when millennials were their age. Um, I I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like they weren't pushed as hard to go to college. Um, They were more pushed, you know, the, the tide started shifting to like, no, go to a trade school or go to a community college, things like that. I've also heard they're more career oriented as opposed to education oriented. Yes. Yes. Zoomers are actually known to be pretty damn hardworking. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, um, very career oriented more than millennials. Um, millennials are kind of known to want to balance between their personal and social life and their career. Zoomers are much, my understanding of more like the Gen X boomer, like, you know, work to live versus, or live to work versus like work to live. Maybe that'll maybe it's because they're young and they're early in their career and that'll kind of balance out. Um, they're obviously very technologically savvy. They grew up like as young children with access right. to 
technology that, you know, is just crazy for a child to have. Um, I think they're ex like extremely um, open-minded and accepting. I think part of that has to do with just youth in general. I mean, I've heard statistics now, and some of this is probably like the Streisand effect, right? Like, <laughs> but like one third of Gen Z like considers themselves to be like at least somewhat bisexual. So I, I personally, we're not going to get into this, but like, why not? I think like, <laughs> I think being yesterday. gay, I think being gay is, is awesome. something you're born with. I don't oh. think it's a, a choice. Um, for most people, I would venture to say if one third of the population is like, you know, claiming to be like, at least curious of, about yes. that, that oh. some of it is the Streisand effect of like, they're actually not attracted to but it's like socially accepted and it's something to like show that you're like part of, you know, the group. So I just think they're very like, you know, um, free spirited and, um, you know, it seems like they're very hardworking. I think they're very individualistic. Maybe they're not super like, you know, um, no, yeah, I think so. I think, I think you're right. I yeah. think even though they, they do care about, the community at large they 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 are individualistic and i think that that shows in their work ethic um and like you said i mean wouldn't race, you be if you grew up in a technological world you know i mean i would yeah if i was them Lo like lower lower interest of of lower rates of underage drinking drug use yeah um lower rates of adolescent pregnancies all that yep. stuff not adolescent but teen pregnancies um Higher rates, though, of mental health and suicide, you know, tons, um, tons of it. ADHD, yeah. anxiety is a huge one, yep. huge. And I think I think that could probably all be attributed to social media. I think all of that could be attributed to social media. Yeah. I think uh, I think social media has become a, I mean, it's become a monster in a way. Like a, mm -hmm. a, just an unwieldy monster that can just dominate a person's life or dominate a person's perception of what life yeah. is supposed to be. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if everyone. Know if, everyone can fall victim of it. I mean, even grown adults, let alone yeah, a child. Gen Z's though is not looking at their parents anymore to like this is what I want to do and this is how I want my life to end up or I want to do this or I want to pick that. They're not looking at the generations above them. They're looking at social media. This is what I want yeah. my life to be. This is what I want to yep. accomplish. This is what I want a vacation here. I want to do this. By the way, they also vacation. Yeah. I think they're also very um, willing to do unorthodox ways to make money. Um, oh, like yeah. being influencers or, you know. Hands me $4 million last year. That's yeah. Only, you say OnlyFans? Yeah. Fans. So I, think, I think that they're in some ways that's admirable, like in a capitalistic system, like sure, they're just, absolutely. they're going to make a buck, um, absolutely. but they're doing it more unconventional. They're, they're capitalizing on a shifting industry, like in a shifting economy. Um, and this is, this is the one generation we don't know that we've been talking about. We don't know what the long term is going to be like, what is yeah. going to be the result as. Yeah. Cause they're anywhere from like 10 to like 25 years old. So they're young. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's, young um and there's less of them than millennials because millennials were birthed a lot by baby boomers so millennials are like the largest by population now because a lot of boomers have you know passed away because they're getting older so they're smaller demographically than um millennials are interestingly right. enough so yeah it's very interesting they're also very politically a lot of them are are very politically uh involved, involved. yes in what's going on I think that's yes. cool. What, regardless, I think of it's access I, to information, right? It's it's easier to get access to information than it was. And, and so, regardless of whether or not I agree with them, I think that's an awesome thing. Yeah, I think any that, any more democracy is good. Yeah, and and knowing what's going on behind the curtain is important. Mm -hmm. So, folks at home, what we really are trying to say is, don't shit on any generations. Don't. Don't hate the people who came before you and don't hate the people that come after you. We are just one big kumbaya. Let's reach out to our brothers. We're a commune. 
<laughs> different our comrades from different generations the workers party we're just one group we're just one group of people here living on planet earth we're just trying to get along and um you can learn a lot from different generations just listen to them and just talk to them and you know subscribe to their only fans i mean if they have one you know check it out see if it's good especially if it's like a silent generation only fan if it's uh if if it's a silent I don't know if they're on the OnlyFans, but uh, no, I mean, just, you know, we have to adapt and human beings are great, great at that adapting and overcoming. That's why we're still here. That's why we're still kicking. So uh, folks grab a boomer in your family and, you know, tell them, Hey, listen, don't say, okay, boomer say, listen, I get where you're coming from. And as always, this has been a talk less podcast. Cheers. Cheers, buddy.